one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are... A, a very, very British, British horror. horror. So, Paul, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, tonight we're talking about something that was uh, actually quite special. Um, in that it's a film that nobody listening to this podcast will ever have seen. Well, possibly. It depends how far into the future people are still downloading. <laughs> well, that's true, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because um, usually we, we podcast about films that have been released a long time and that everyone's seen and we have loads of spoilers because it doesn't matter because you know yep. everyone basically knows the ending to these films who's listening anyway but this is different this is although a very very old film also a brand new one <coughs> well that's pretty confusing <laughs> are you going to explain <laughs> yeah so um well say the name of the film okay the, the film is called tower of fear Yes, Tower of Fear, which it was actually made in 1938, but has never been released. And um, it's been recently rediscovered, and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be released finally. Um, there are a few legal problems apparently, so that's why it's not already out. But um, and you can only have private screenings of it, and um, luckily. Um, we were contacted and invited to one of those screenings, which is a first for a very British horror. It is, yeah. And I think this make, that makes us aristocrats of the horror scene. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I guess that, that's kind of... We, we're the cool kids. We, we, yeah, we, we weren't the only people in this screening. No. There were quite no, there were a lot quite of other um, podcasters and bloggers and, you know, people from the modern era, such as ourselves. Uh, no, well, there might have been journalists there, but I yeah. think I think it was it was mostly people like us. I think uh, what they're, they're, they're trying to do is get the, the, the current sort of owners of the film are trying to get, because they want, want it to be released, they're trying to get build up publicity for it, get as many people talking about it as they can. And so they, I think they wanted to get real fans there rather than so, so, so they can journalists the, and that kind of thing. Yeah, because so these legal yeah. issues... Um, so they can sort them out. And we'll yeah. say a bit about that later. It's quite interesting, the story of this film, as you would imagine, if it was made in 1938 and not yet released. And do you know that we haven't even said yet what is the big the big news, the big story about this film? Because it's not some, like, George <laughs> uh, Formby crap. Or, sorry, sorry to fans of ukuleles. This is... This is um, George Formby, well-known for his uh, ukulele-based horror films. <laughs> yeah. But this is uh, Carlos and Lugosi. This is... Uh, you know, um, made a couple of years after The Ghoul, also a couple of years after The Gozies, uh first British horror film, uh, The Mystery of the Mary Celeste. Yeah. Sort of a horror film. Yeah. Hammer film. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they both they both came over for, for, for this for this movie, and um, you know, to, to find a new Car- essentially a new Karloff, a new Lugosi film now. I mean, I obviously. You know, CGI, they're about to start making new films anyway. <laughs> Obviously, everyone is. <laughs> but this, this is one they genuinely, they genuinely did make. And um, it, it, I was so excited. In fact, yeah. I, um, uh, I, I really enjoyed the screening. Because I, I missed, when you went to see Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, yeah, I missed yeah, that. So yeah. This was my, my, my first proper experience like this, you know, for years and years and years at least. Yeah, no, the, 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 those sorts of screenings are always always quite good fun. You always meet quite a lot of other people. Um, 
Oh yeah, because we met. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got. To, I've got to tell you, we met the guys from um, Hammered Horror. You know the uh, the the the, 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 the <laughs> yeah. podcast where they they yeah. And anyway, it's true. <laughs> Even though they'd come out for a screening, they were drunk before it started. I, I, I've got to listen when their podcast when yeah. this comes out. I've got to listen to it because it's going to be yeah. brilliant. I bet you they haven't. I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we, we were sober, so this is going to be slightly different. <laughs> slightly different take on it. Um, okay. Um, and just before we go on, because this is a film that no one's really seen yet at the time we record this, uh, we won't really be that that spoilerific in, in the way that we usually are with most of the films we talk about. Yeah, so if I accidentally so, give away the ending, I'm really sorry, and I'm going to try not to. <laughs> right, well, um, we should say what, what, what the film's about. Uh, but I'll have a go at that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Basically, um, Karloff plays this uh, English aristocrat called Lord Belvedere, and um, the film starts off, he's in his tower, he's got a massive yeah. tower, because, you know... I think psychoanalysis was already around <laughs> in the 30s. I think, oh, look at his big tower. Look at, <laughs> I've got a massive tower. I think, uh, yeah, anyway, he had a big tower. And, um, <laughs> basically, he, he's, he's, uh, sort of, he's at the top of this tower, and then this, um, there's this other guy who's very scared, who's, who's running away, uh, and he sort of slowly runs up the tower, lots of steps. He's, Got a massive tower, probably big, big feet as well, and um, large hands. <laughs> exactly, and, and um, um, you, it's kind of uh, it's got quite a kind of German expressionist feel because you think uh, he thinks he's being chased, but all yeah. you see is shadows. Yeah, which yeah. Is, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not too badly done, and um, he, he gets to the top. And he's kind of imploring Karloff to help him. Yeah. And uh, Karloff is just like, mm, I can't. Yeah. no. And, and so the, the guy basically plunges off the edge of the tower to his death. He's like yeah. terrified of the, the shadows or whatever. And uh, you know, you, you don't know why. but No. And uh, anyway. What I really liked about that scene was that, again, Karloff is very good at being very expressive with his face and expressions and so so he and he does that really well here because there's not really any dialogue well he's such a physical and actor exactly. isn't he? and he just he well, just in the, in the ghoul he had virtually no lines didn't yeah, he? but exactly. here he's got a few more lines yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he, he has he, but he's, he's the this, master this, this, this opening bit yeah it's, it's, it, this kind of just thing. conveys fact, it all in his, his facial expressions it's quite, it's quite a good setup as well I mean it sounds yeah. a little bit corny but it yeah. doesn't play out like that and um, it's, it's good intro as well because the uh, the guy who dies is none other than it turns out um, Bela Lugosi's brother-in-law yeah well, not um, Bela Lugosi's actual it's called um, Gregor or something and then he, he, he yeah. arrives trying to find out uh, come to see his sister to find out what happened to his brother, brother-in-law yeah um, I, I, I should, we should say um, the sister's small role um it turns out, um, but played uh, Carlotta, I think her, her name is, and played by Patricia Rock, whom um, you know doesn't trouble the uh, 
fans of British horror very much, but she went on to have a very yeah. successful career in Gainsborough films, things like that. And uh, this was not quite, but almost her her first film, I think. Yeah. I think she, this was her breakthrough year, 1938. So, yeah, yeah. and, and um, <laughs> she, she does this terrible, um, I think, uh, presumably Romanian accent. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like a bit of a standard uh, Eastern European Sort of and it's it's never accent, ex- isn't it? explained how, um, what she's doing there because no. obviously this is some, some kind of rural English yeah. village, well, or Belvedere. <laughs> he is English. This is yeah, but uh, anyway, it's, it's it's quite it's quite good though because um, once Gregor turns up, you know he's uh, foreign, so you've got some nice interaction. You know, yeah. there, there's um, a, a, a scene in an inn where. Um, all the all the locals are hostile to him. Yeah. And, and it, it, but then it's, later on in like Hammer films, it would be because all the locals are, are creepy and um, shifty. Yeah. Where, 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 whereas in this, it's because they they find him creepy yeah. and shifty because he's a foreigner. Yeah. And because he looks like Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> there's lots of. Um, there's yeah. There's lots of sort of suggestion that he's. Hypnotic in in some way, but well, um, yeah, he, he he sort of isn't, but he's, sort of, he's got those, those, those yeah. Because in in um, the Dracula, they, they went on the ice, that, and that, yeah. so he was obviously famous for that. Yeah. So because uh, you got these uh, comedy policemen, yeah, um, who are like, "Ooh, you're going to hypnotize us," so yeah. he does. Yeah. <laughs> Which is helpful <laughs> to the plot because they're not going to they're not going to tell him anything, and then no. he's like, uh, "Actually, what happened?" And then they're like. Yes, I will tell you. <laughs> it's quite. It's quite. It's always like a Jedi mind trick. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, so so that that that's quite good. And um, you've got uh, as, as well. Uh, sadly, not Michael Ripper. No. Um, it's a bit before his time. Yeah, but you 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 you've got another British actor called Harry Manners. I yeah. Think. You'd, yeah. You'd, you'd, if you saw him, you'd recognise him. Yeah. He's, he's in uh, like a hundred films, but I, yeah, he's he, he's always playing. So he plays the landlord here at the, the pub, but he's he always plays sort of similar. Yeah, he's a kind of roles with like the odd one line. Yeah, he's a sort of um, uh, the well, he's like the Michael. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, well, he's a good character, character yeah. actor. So he he he's in it a little bit. You yeah. go, oh, it's him, and 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 then you enjoy the like the three lines he has. Yeah, he's yeah. A, then he's gone, but uh, but Gregor sort of continues the investigation. Oh, um, I for- I haven't I've forgotten. There's a musical number. Yes, there is. Because <laughs> I I didn't, right. um, I didn't get this. Uh, I I don't know why Lugosi and Karloff, who are basically adversaries, yeah, do uh, some kind of duet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with a, a Karloff on the piano. Yeah, it's isn't it? Um, it's uh, John Peel. John Peel. Okay. And I don't know what that is. Uh, do you know that? It's, I don't know. I mean, it's nothing to do with the it's DJ. It's not a DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be a bit ahead of its time. Well, I'm, I'm now imagining Colin from Lugosi singing Teenage Kicks. Right. <laughs> 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 no. no, it's some old English folk song. Yeah. Um, which, you, you know, um, which is interesting because... We we talked to Blood and Satan's Claw. We we talked about folk horror. This is it's got like a precursor yeah, to that, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's got that kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's difficult because 
um, this is the era of universal horror films. So this is, it, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a cheap British version of a universal horror film. But it, it, you, the Englishness is there. It's, you 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 can sort of you can sort of see much more in this than I think in the the, the ghoul that this was a British horror film. Yeah. Uh-huh. Apparently, John Peel was a huntsman who was the subject of a uh, an, a nineteenth century song, <laughs> which sort of yes, yeah. which we've heard. Yeah, <laughs> I can confirm it does exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, if we find if we find someone on YouTube singing it, yeah, we should we'll, post we'll, a we'll link. Put it on, we'll post a link. No, I don't. I, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> so sadly, there are no clips um, available from, from this film, so we're gonna have to find somebody else singing it. But yeah, uh, it'd be interesting just to, to give it like, the, the, the flavour of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so um, moving on. Uh, Basically, it's it's kind of um, you know you've got Carlos not Carlos Lugosi's investigation, um, and it, it it becomes apparent that um, something dodgy is happening every fifty years. Yeah, and of course this is the fifty years classic yeah. horror yeah set out thing, and um, it, I think. Um, Obviously, the brother and the brother-in-law has been the sacrifice, but in fact, it should actually be um, a Belvedere. Yeah. So uh, you know, Karloff is like, uh, "Ha ha! Your brother went, so I don't have to." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, yeah. And then I think I better, I better stop there. Yeah. Because um, you're getting t- towards the point where I don't want to. I don't want to no, spoil exactly. it. Exactly. But yeah. you know, um, I, I think that's quite a lot to talk about, even in that, even in that bit. And I think the, the, the first thing I want to talk about is Lugosi. Isn't it a treat to be able to talk about uh, Lugosi? Yeah, I'm very excited about this because um, we, I mean, the, the mystery of the Mary Celeste, which in America I think is called Phantom Ship. That right. that um, Hammer film. Um, I think it's actually a, thri- a thriller. Not yeah, a it's not really and, and, and horror, is it? It was made by a company called Hammer, which I think was the p- the parents of the people who did the version of Hammer that we're all used to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they made because the original Hammer films made a few films in the thirties, which that was one. Um, but but this one um, is partly lost. So there's a, the uh, the the British version, the Mystery of the Mary Celeste. Uh, was like 95 minutes, yep. and then there's like a 71 minute American version, and that's yeah. the only version that exists. So, you know, yeah, what, once you get what, once you get back to the 30s, nothing is preserved. It's it's really like you. No, no wonder you've got these like like these these movies. And the uh, the most famous lost film is um, London After Midnight. Yes. Yeah. The. Uh, um, Lon Chaney Senior. Lon Chaney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lon Chaney as he as he yeah. as he's known. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I hope I'd love to go no, to the screen. Like I hope that. that turns up. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, it, it was an era when they didn't <coughs> really look after. Didn't really look after. No. Their, well, I guess they were sort of a bit disposable. Really, they were just cheap films that were put out for entertainment and. 
that was it. Just well, kind I of think that's as soon as the financial yeah. advantage of having them is gone, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they, they, they ended up propping up motorways and stuff like that. Well, yeah. like, like, what do you mean, like, the, the, the Wicker Man <laughs> philosophies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as is rumoured. Yeah. Um, but um, Lugosi was great in the Universal Dracula. Yeah, um, it's not a good film though. I, Sorry, just well, I think what's rubbish. Oh, we because we'll never be able to do a podcast about it because it's American. No. But um, I think what's really bad is Van Helsing. Um, yeah, he's, the the guy who plays Edward that, Van Sloan. Yeah, absolutely terrible. I I, think, um, I actually quite I don't, I quite I think like Lugosi. Like, yeah. I th- yeah, I think Lugosi's good. I think the the thing with that film is it's very. Um, I I think it. it it suffers a bit too much for being a almost direct translation from the stage play, and it's very, very stagey in a way that Frankenstein isn't a few years later or a year or two later, well, whatever it was. I think it's basically one year later, isn't it? Frankenstein? But is it 33, isn't it? Oh, maybe, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, see, I don't know anything about these universal horror films apart from <laughs> I do know that, um, Dracula was right at the start of sound. Yeah. So, yeah, it was based, yeah. and it was based on the it was Dracula based on stage, the stage play. So um, that's two reasons why I think it's so yeah. stagey. Yeah. Some beautiful sets. The Dracula's oh, yeah, 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 that's lovely. So it's got some visual um, appeal. Um, but then Frankenstein, by then, I think Hollywood had got a lot better at um, <laughs> um, disguising the theatrical roots and, yeah, <laughs> that and yeah. making them films again. Like yeah. they've done very well in the silent era already. Yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, Lugosi turned down the role of the monster, incorrectly called the monster, which is really the creature, but they're calling the monster in the universe of horrors. Um, yeah, and and because and, um, Lugosi wouldn't wear the makeup. Yeah. So that's how Boris Karloff became famous. Yeah. By, by 38, um, Karloff was by far the biggest yeah, star. Yeah. It was like like the old Cushing and Lee switcheroo, wasn't it? Yeah. In fact, very sort of yeah, similar. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, at the start it was Cushing who was the yeah. star, and then by the, by the end of it, uh, Christopher Lee's name is always first. Yeah. But the the difference is that um, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were such, were well known as lifelong friends, um, and, and and you know uh, really close friends. Really loved each other, whereas Karloff and Lugosi, by all accounts, couldn't stand each other. I think <laughs> no. Lugosi really resented Karloff. Yeah. And, you know, they get put together in quite a lot of films um, in the 30s and 40s yeah. be- because they're the two big names. But, um, yeah, they they didn't like each other. And, of course, that kind of works because yeah. you're not talking about the strongest actors, even Karloff. He's you know, very, very, very good, but he's not Laurence Olivier. No. But, um, so, so a bit of genuine needle <laughs> that comes across nicely, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think here, in, and you can really see. This, yeah, yeah, they, 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 you get a sense that both actors are trying to sort of, sort of upstage each other. Well, yeah, exactly, they're bit. competing yeah. in that in that sense. But also, you know, when Belvedere is being like, horrible to yeah to um, Gregor, he he Carlos loving that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's interesting about this film is that um, Lugosi is he's kind of he's sort of the hero. Yeah, he is. He which, is, is, which is. is which is quite unusual, I think. For, for I don't think he was really cast 
in too many of those sort of lead roles where he wasn't. No, I think you're right. I don't. I'm trying to think of any, but most of them he's the the main villain or henchman or or, or what you know I something similar. I can't I can't think of a of a heroic role for um, Legosi. Mainly, I haven't seen as many Legosi films as I've seen the other the other guys. No. Um, I'm sure he did do that, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, very unusual. I think he, he carries it off, yeah, quite, quite, quite nicely. Yeah, it's such a shame that he he died before the horror revival because, uh, yeah, obviously Karloff went on and made some really quite good films. Uh, well, Targets is good anyway. <laughs> um, in into the into the like fifties and sixties, whereas. Unfortunately, after the whole Universal thing went south, um, Lugosi, uh well, everyone knows about Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. But, 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 which more or less is last yeah. big film. But then, but then I, I think he, I think he's in a, a film of, uh, he's, he's the in Black one Cat. Of, no, that's 30. Yeah. There's a, like a, there's a later Edgar Allan Poe film he's in. Yeah. But, um, Obviously, his his late his sort of late period is kind of punctuated by um, these Edward films. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> sort of um, culminating in Plan Nine yeah. from Outer Space, where famously Lugosi had actually died before they filmed Plan Nine yeah. from Outer Space. But but Edward, the, uh, <laughs> the famous impresario, had some footage, test footage of. Lugosi in a garden, basically. Yeah, coming out of his house and yeah. smelling a rose. And, 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 and so, um, <laughs> so, so, so would kind of intersplice this footage with with uh, an actual chiropodist who's about yeah. a foot taller than than, yeah. than Lugosi, but with with, with the Lugosi-style yeah. cape over yeah. his uh, the, the bottom <laughs> half of his face, and um, and, and and you know, I mean. Plan Nine is hilarious for lots of reasons, but it's no, it's no swan no. song for him. The, the best uh, for, one, for, for one of the his later the later films he was in was um, actually Son of Frankenstein. Oh, well, that's thirties though, isn't it? Was no, that nineteen forty, isn't it? Oh, okay, no, so so it's the one with Basil Rathbone. Yeah, yeah, it's the last in the proper trilogy. Yeah, and and that's actually it's actually a really good, quite a good film, and it's the film that Mel Brooks based. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, but um, Lugosi is—he has a very short scene in that. It's not, it's not hes not in it very much, but he—he's brilliant in it. He's—he's he's really good. Um, and there's a point where he's—he's he's sort of in the courtroom, just taking great delight in winding people up, and he's—he's he's fantastic in that. So it's just like it really just showed what he—he—he he, he was capable of if, if someone just actually. Let him, and I think he probably needed a bit of direction and decent direction and things like that. But well, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think that's right. It, it, it is such a shame. I think if um, yeah. like the real Hammer or even Amicus or something, someone or British Tigon, anyone, if they'd got hold of the Gozi, they could have they could have yeah. had a they could have had a late period revival. But of course, he had his. Um, and again, he's quite he's quite good in the small part he has in the Wolfman. Oh yeah, he's in that for like about five minutes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't harp on about the Edward stuff. Although Martin Landau plays him beautifully yeah. in yes. the Tim Burton film. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great film. It's one of my 
I think that's probably one of my favourite films. Yeah, I, 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 I do love that, that that particular film. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, um, I think as a character on screen, Lugosi's much better than all the others. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but as as as, a, as an actor, uh, well, may well maybe maybe. Um, I, I, if you'd done more like uh, Tower of Fear, then I, I, th- I think you'd be. I, th- I think you may even have eclipsed Karloff. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think of the two, I think I think he's he's. I don't know. I, think, I know he's a sympathetic character here, but you kind of side with him. Maybe that's Tim yeah. Burton making me think. Oh, poor Boris. <laughs> Not poor Boris. Poor Bella. <laughs> but um, I don't know because I really really love Karloff as well. I really yeah. do. Well, I think Karloff was a a better actor, but I think Lugosi could do some. You could get some really fantastic performances out of him. Mm. Um, it's a shame. I think I got, always got the impression that he felt like he needed the people around him to kind of believe in him a bit, and kind of yeah, yeah and got like you said, got quite resentful when he was. Given rubbishy bit roles, maybe he, I mean, so his career trajectory we we talked about, but even within his his mm. successful period, it wasn't that brilliant. Um, so no. he he just um, uh, he, he after the amazing success of Dracula, he really did struggle to repeat it, and um, he was taking any old role. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why he ended up doing this film to, to be honest well I mean he didn't he refuse to do any of the sort of sequels to Dracula that, he that certainly was, wasn't in any of them no <laughs> I think he kind of I think he felt it was a bit beneath him because he was obviously a massive star after Dracula and decided that that wasn't for him anymore it may have been a bit of a mistake I think that's fair to say yeah I think um, <coughs> but um his his like Hollywood career was apparently all but over by this time, yeah. thirty eight, and then um, there was a big revival of of, of Dracula and Frankenstein. Yeah, um, like they, they showed them as a double bill, which obviously hadn't happened before. And that went all the way around America again, massive hit again. Yeah, and um, he started being hard again. So um, yeah, and that may be why we don't see him in England again <laughs> after yeah. that. I think. I I am not aware of him ever coming back after this. No, no. Shame. Of course, um, in his later years, he had that um, well-publicised morphine addiction. So, um, well, Karloff in his later years had emphysema and really crippling arthritis. Yeah. But like in the thirties, you can't really see any of that. No. no. Like watch Targets, which I mentioned before. Um, such a good film sadly not British but such a good film yeah. he I mean he obviously is quite ill you know he's one of those like wheelchair performances that, yeah. that he put yeah. in because yeah. he just basically carried on until he killed over which, what a trooper but um, I don't know <clears throat> you can't see that but, but with, with um, the the the, the he's already not looking his best in, no. in, in tariff. You don't know how much of it is makeup or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I, I'm not sure his health is really um, that fantastic, even in this film. And there's, if you, if you read about um, Lugosi, like if you do any actual research, like I 
I was so excited I actually did this <laughs> this time. Um, you, uh, you see, uh, um, his his morphine addiction dates from about yeah. this time. I don't know yeah. exactly whether it was here or just after here, yeah. but he doesn't look. He just doesn't look himself. No. <laughs> he, he, he's just different. He, he he looks a lot older than he looked in Dracula, which is not that many. Mind years you, the, the, this film was not particularly well liked or wasn't really a, 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 a good experience for either of the two stars was it well, um, it's hard it's hard to it's hard they, to know certainly afterwards because it was um suppressed yeah but no i mean they they, they never uh, as far as i can see um they didn't it's hard from this distance to be able to get you know all, all the interviews and things that they did but it looks like they never really even t- talked about it um no obviously having um a missing film would be quite a big thing, <coughs> but yeah. apparently, like, um, I don't know. There's nothing on that you can find Lugosi saying about it, and there's no. some. Uh, Karloff was just like, oh, "I'm glad." It's well, been yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all he ever said on it, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it was it was apparently anecdotally, um, Lugosi was was quite sort of troubled during the making of the film. Um, and 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 apparently, um, sort of confided in various cast and crew members in the crew that 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 it actually was it caused him a lot of a lot of grief, and I'm not entirely sure what he meant by that. But clearly, there was something about the making of this film that probably they could be so far from home. Yeah, it could be. Uh, um, but for for Karloff to do that as well, I know he he sort of lived in. Yeah, it's, it's hard Hollywood, to know what but, Karloff had against this film. Yeah, um, because because it's not like it's bad. You might no, think it might no. be a turkey. He's happy, yeah. suppressed. Jesus, I was awful it's in it. Much better than a ghoul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so it's not that. But maybe it was um, the experience because obviously what yeah. a film is like to a viewer is different from the experience yeah, yeah, of making sure. it. I mean, I, mean uh, I think there's a. There's a number of people who work with James Cameron that go, I don't care if you enjoyed that film. I yeah. hated being like uh, Ed Harrison in the Abyss. So. Uh, and um, I think this, because this wasn't made by a proper production company or anything. This, this, if you look at the, it says uh, British International. Yeah. Um, on 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 the credits, but there was no well. There was no company called British. I think this was half the problem. It was. Yeah. All, I think it was uh, two guys who just got some money together from somewhere, yeah. and they thought, "Oh, like a vanity, film. vanity project, yeah. really." Exactly. And um, oh, I've got their names uh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, the producers. Yeah, I've got them there. Uh, Hang on. Yep. Yeah. So the producers were Jack Alton and Richard Blackpool. Yeah, and they've got no other credits. You find no. them on IMDb. You won't. You won't find anything else. Um, so. Um, and they 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 they, they both that, died uh, quite soon yeah. after in the in 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 the war because we're talking thirty eight. So and yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The, but, but these but, were obviously quite young guys. Obviously went off to serve. Um, and um, well, the, the film never even came out. No, so. no. <laughs> oh, 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 that's going to upset people like Karloff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, and um, uh, it was also. Directed by uh, a guy called uh, Giles Spence, who um, isn't remembered now, but no. I think uh, it was the Michael Reeves of his day. Yeah, like yeah. a young British hope who yeah. died really stupidly. Young. Yeah. So 
Um, he sort of had a bit of misfortune, really, with the first well, first sort of couple of films he made. Uh, um, very just, unlucky. Just un- yeah, just unlucky. His, his, his first film was Midsummer Night's Dream, but um, it was the, not 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 the uh, there was an American Midsummer Night's yeah. Dream with Laurence Olivier, and the one everyone's heard of. Exactly, and um, so the British one was just dead in the water trash. Yeah. Apparently, it's okay if you can get to see it. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the. Um, yeah, the American one's the only one people yeah. really watch. I mean, it's all about, people treat it as if it doesn't really exist. So, and then um, he made a, a, a film of oh, I just I always call it Bodicea because it was Bodicea when I was young, but it's Boudicca, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He made yeah. a film about. Um, Come on, Mr. Herbert always used to call it Boudicca. Yeah, that was in Latin. We did yeah. we did Latin yeah. together because yeah, but um, <laughs> I, I I'm sorry <laughs> on 80s kids TV it was Bodicea, <laughs> so Bodicea is for me, um, but. Um, so Horrible Giles, histories, that's Boudicca. Yeah, okay, it's Boudicca. Well, Giles Spence made a film about <laughs> Boudicca, um, which it's, it's uh, again, supposed to be quite good, but um, you can't view it because <coughs> the negative, which does exist, yeah. is apparently in such poor condition yeah. that um, it can't be shown. And um, it costs quite a lot of money to digitally restore films. That yeah, people don't I, actually. A point, yeah, it's not really a, famous enough to spend the money. Maybe no. the BFI should get their act together on this. Um, and there's a point at which which film uh, becomes unrecoverable anyway. It just turns to sort of vinegar, effectively. Oh, God, that's happened to Orson Welles yeah. movies and things, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I really hope that they get to Boudicca. Yeah. B- before that happens, maybe when Terror Fear comes out, yeah, there'll be a resurgence of interest. Nude interest. No, that that'd be quite good. Work. Um, yeah, because then he he made uh, Terror yeah. Fear, but uh, he died in a car accident. That's about it. almost a week after filming, I think. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't long. So he didn't really. He made it. it. He made it to the end. It wasn't like yeah, um, no, because we, we, I mean, uh, oh, what's uh, Blood from the Mummy's Tomb? The Hammer yeah, film, and the director yeah, died yeah, during yeah. filming. It wasn't wasn't quite as bad as that, but. Um, and I, but I don't know how much involved um, Joel Spence was in the editing of this yeah. film. I get the impression that it was probably edited quite quickly, and he probably was yeah. involved because yeah. it's really well done. You, yeah. you sort of yeah. see the, the, you know, all those cre- creepy shadows. Yeah, you, you yeah. There's see, lots, you, lots of creepy you shadows. You can see an altar. Uh, yeah. There, but um, yeah. So, sad, sad, sadly, I mean, there's, um, some, there's some great. Talking about the, some of the scenes with the sh- with shadows in and that kind of thing, I mean, some of them are some of those scenes are done really well. I'm not entirely sure exactly how they 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 were done. Which is it really some impressive? Like, some quite unusual shadows. But you know, um, so there was a lot of sort of move. There was a lot of yeah. film techniques and stuff yeah. were actually lost with the advent of talkies. But then, yeah, yeah. Back in '38, you're dealing with like people who've worked on those yeah. uh, silent movies and who might remember some of those old tricks. Yeah, because some of it is just like, how old did they? Yeah, yeah. and and because you don't, it's all done with suggestion as well. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, really, really quite suggestive. Um, so we watched, like, you know, we we were watching this in a cinema full of um, people, and it. You, it was creepy. You could kind yeah, of yeah, there was yeah. a kind of there was no it's a lot. Well, yeah. the hammered horror guys they were in a world of their own. Yeah, no. that, there was there was there was one guy who you could just kind of see vaguely at the back. I don't think he, he sat he, down. No, no, no was, <laughs> he was so on edge. I, I don't know if he was just 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 kind of yeah. He, 
that the really thin guy. Yeah, It was difficult to see because obviously when you turn around, the light of the projector kind of yeah. got in your eyes. But yeah, he just kind of lurked around the door. I know. I think and, he was really just he very, was, he very, was more very, very, very twitchy. Really. So I don't know yeah. who he was. Uh, no, yeah. no, I didn't see him when the when no, when no, we went no. to the, the uh, bar afterwards. No, no. But um, I thought I saw someone like him on the way home afterwards. Oh, but it looked a bit like him. But no, it couldn't have been because he was yeah. If, if you're if you're listening, but it'd be to this, useful to really know who he was. And yeah. you write a blog or you've got a podcast <laughs> yeah, and you saw this film. <laughs> yeah, be interesting to know what you thought. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he. he he did seem to be freaked out. I yeah. can see. It, yeah. was, it yeah. was good. It was good. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It was really effective. And uh, oh, Giles Spence, what a shame. Another, other than the litany of... Yeah. Wasn't, there, wasn't there some sort of um, quite mysterious circumstances around the, his his uh, death? Oh, well, that's... Like, like you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was car crash. That's but, not that mysterious. No, I know, but they, they, they weren't, I don't think they could work out. There was no sort of... Obvious reason why why he crashed. It was before cocaine was really popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Uh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's stuff like that. So I think there's a little bit. Of, it's a little bit weird. Well, I mean, because uh, you know the this, this film is a bit of folklore because of that, yeah. because of the car accident, but then also because the film went went went, miss, went missing. It didn't never came out. Yeah. People didn't know why for a long time, and then it sort of emerged years and years later um, that the the reason that this, this film never came out is because in the film um, the Belvedere crest yeah. uh, which is displayed prominently in a couple of scenes like above the fireplace you've got cars yeah it's like a there. sort of sort of devilish face made out of wheat isn't it yeah it's, it's like an odd family wheat. crest but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you, 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 you reckon it looks you see good it. it's quite quite it's effective. I, 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 yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it was a bit too similar <laughs> to. Sorry, is there something out there? <laughs> no, I just thought I heard something sort of scratching at the door, but I thought it was one of the cats. Your, your cats are both inside. Yeah, yeah, well. Um, Fox or something. Unless they've gone out the front and they've gone back round. Well, that's possible. <laughs> Any, anyway, so, um, yes, this crest looks um, like the, um, the the crest of the Redfield family, the yeah. um, Earls of Redfield. And um, they were uh, rich and annoyed and um, they heard about it and they bought the rights to this film and they said, well... Yeah, okay, that's it. No one can see it. Yeah. Um, and, of course... Um, like no one knew why. Well, Carlos and Lugosi knew, but they didn't like the film anyway. Whatever. They obviously paid. Who cares? We got yeah, our money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then um, the this all came out in the eighties because um, um, the Redfield family died out, um, and then there was a big hoo ha about the what happened to the estate because they were quite it was quite sudden. So the well, like everyone in the will was already dead or whatever so yeah and and um so then you've got um quite a complicated situation with right well if that film ever turns up who actually owns the rights yeah <laughs> and then um recently in america uh, a print has 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 been found in quite good, yeah. good, good yeah. condition yeah, yeah really it's nice good. 
so um, they no vinegar there. They no, obviously looked after. I suspect after. there was yeah <laughs> somebody knew what they had. Yeah. So so the, the I mean so uh, like so no Redfields to to get upset yeah. about it now. The only issue is um you know finding out who of their well it's it's quite complicated, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's who actually settle up with the various who who actually and... needs to be paid in yeah. order to get this out on Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But as soon as that's sorted out, this is going to make a fantastic yeah. purchase. Yeah, and hopefully there 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 might be a few cinema showings as well, which well it would deserve which it. You could do which you could go along to, which would be good. But we'll obviously keep you. If we do hear anything. We'll, we'll it was lovely on, to see it on the big screen. Facebook. Well, I say big screen. It's not like IMAX, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously, I mean, widescreen wide was some way away from yeah, it. yeah. But it was, it was nice to see it. Um, it, 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 you know, with like-minded people in a nice proper cinema. Yeah, as people in the thirties would have gone to see it. Yeah, if yeah. they'd been able to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, do we have anything else to cover, or shall we go to our questions? Well, I think we can go to the questions now. Okay, well, you can always remember what they are, right? <laughs> if you can, so. Okay, so did you like this film? Yeah, oh, it was excellent. Yeah, and um, I really liked it as well. Um, very enjoyable. I can't um, recommend it highly enough. I say that when, when it when it does come out, whether it's straight to Blu-ray or yeah. cinema or whatever, I, I really strongly recommend I, it. I, I think it has that kind of, it does have that folk horror feel to it. You having said that earlier, it does make it does feel have that feel, and you really feel that there's something in because because a lot of the bits around the tower are shot on location, so you really get an idea that it that there is something lurking out in the countryside there. Yeah, and, that, and it kind of it kind of I don't know it kind of oddly stays with you after you leave as well, which is. Which is a bit unusual for a film of that time. So yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that, and I think I've probably answered one of the other questions as well. Which um, was it scary? I I think yeah, it not, kind of not, is. Not, not, it's not no no no, I mean, no, it's no, not no shining, but no 30s it, yeah. film is. But it it's got a creepiness about it. Yeah, got a I, weariness about it. I, I agree. It's kind of a slow burner. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I I, I think. I mean, obviously, scary in the ghoul. I I haven't seen. Maybe maybe more if you think more like uh, the the haunting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's different kind of film to the haunting, but you, you know the 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 black and white. Yeah. It really yeah. works. Really makes it yeah. like that kind of photography makes it more creepy. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know, and, and it's, it just goes to show that you know some Lugosi and Karloff, you know, sometimes talked about as old hams, but. You know, they like Price, Vincent Price, yeah, Rich yeah, One in general. Yeah. They could actually, they could actually do yeah. it when they want to, do that, and they could make like proper scary films. So, um, yeah, normally we ask, does it hold up? But I think that's probably a question for everyone else to answer when it actually surfaces. Um, to my mind, it's a yes, but yeah, I think I think you're right. It'd be really, really interesting to see if this does how well this does. Yeah. Because it is, uh, I mean, ha- has anything like this happened? That for a while you've had this uh, this great lost film starring like proper, yeah. um, like golden age film stars yeah. just 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 come out. Yeah, no. I mean, I know. Um, 
Oh no, I do. The, the last time it happened was Orson Welles' Othello. Do you right. remember? And, yeah, and yeah. I went to see that at the screen in Rygate. Right. That came out in the yeah. 90s and that had been lost for a long time. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it, it does happen, doesn't it? And, and actually, there are more Orson Welles films that, that are lost because um, yeah, his <laughs> films have convoluted backstories just like this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Be, be, yeah I, um, oh, in fact, there's a 70s. Orson Welles film which has got John Huston in it that's yeah. that, that's oh, still lost um, we shall save that for the Orson Welles podcast yeah yeah so <laughs> it, it does happen from time to time and it, yeah but um, I think I think I mean those aren't horror films so this is for the horror fans like us this is almost a once in a lifetime event I yeah, think. yeah no, I mean and, and you know putting it in the context of uh, Doctor Who this is this is like uh this is like a lost Dalek story yeah. coming back. Yeah. Sadly, there are some of those. Yes. <laughs> is it? What, so, yeah, so, so, yeah. Evil so, of the Daleks? Or yeah. would you go that high? Daleks master plan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, yeah. it was, I think it was really, I mean, we feel really pleased that we were invited along and, and be a part of it. So, that's really cool. Yeah, I joked about us being horror aristocrats, but I hate that whole idea of <laughs> super fans. Yeah. Um, no, I mean. Yeah, we're going to become un- unbearably annoying. Well, you just keep <laughs> dropping hints about this film. The next few podcasts in that, uh, you think something you haven't. Go away. <laughs> it, it, it's it's only because legally we, we don't have can't the be power. released yet. Um, yeah, and, and the the person who invited us asked us not to yeah. say who they were, otherwise we'd tell you so you could tweet them yeah. and get yeah. invited, but. So, so as soon as something happens, we'll put it up on all our social yeah. media platforms, which, which are, are right, very British <laughs> horror on Facebook, um, Twitter uh, at very Brit horror, and you can contact us by email, um, which is a very British horror at gmail dot com, uh, or you can go on our newly done up WordPress site, which I think is a very British horror dot WordPress dot com. I don't know. I don't think we've even visited it. No, <laughs> it's only been been going a little bit. Um, so so yeah. So do do get in touch. Um, yes, please do. We absolutely yeah. love it, particularly the emails. Um, yeah, we haven't had an email for a few weeks, yeah. have we? Yeah. No. No. Exactly. So and we'd we'll be, we'll be made up if uh, we got emails. <laughs> Your cat is actually going mad at the moment. But yeah. b- before yeah. before we sort that out, yeah, there's definitely, definitely <laughs> before we sort some, out something out. There. What are we going to talk about next time? Right. Well, we we shockingly enough, I don't think we've ever really done a mummy film, have we? So we're gonna set so that we're gonna right. s- we're gonna yeah set that right with the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Oh, I'm so underrated. I'm always looking forward to the next film, but I'm so looking forward to watching <laughs> this again. <laughs> So yeah, so join us for that. Anyway, and until then, I've been Chris Denton. And I'm still Paul Monk, and I'm going to go and sort that cat out, because it's really scratching at the door. Good night. Good night.